0: Five, four, three, two, one. <sighs> uh, <And> Energoids <those> Podcast. <laughs> it's the Mixed Martial Arts Show. It is your favourite show. So if you are new to the Energoids yeah. Podcast. Welcome. And if you're a returning listener. Welcome back.
1: So Barry, what is going on on today's show? Okay, this is a... Uh this has been one we've wait, been waiting for for a long, long time. Obviously not as big as Conor McGregor vs. Khabib. Can't wait for that show. But uh, Till versus Woodley. So on today's show, we're going to be discussing UC 228 that is on this weekend in Dallas, Texas. And then we're going to move on to the highlights of the upcoming events. So we're going to be discussing UC 229, UC 230, 231 and 232 because uh, things are getting heated up before the end of the year. And then we're going to finish off with just... The crack from the MMA world. So, are you excited, but, Ross, or what? I'm very, very excited. But before we go
0: any further, non-mixed martial arts news, football news, check out the football podcast, or go on the Energise Instagram page, have a look at the picture of me and Barry holding the Champions League trophy. If you don't watch <laughs> football, it's me and Barry holding the Champions League trophy. There's a chance to win an Energise t-shirt. So get on it. Yeah, we're, tr- we're trying to give these away. So even just... Just enter yeah, it. Right. Yeah, we have all sizes. Small, extra small, <laughs> extra extra small, medium, extra medium, large, extra large, 2x medium.
1: And Okay, yeah, so that's it. So uh <laughs> okay, so this weekend it's we're gonna find out who is the king of the welterweight division. Uh UC two two eight is on a Dallas, Texas. This is uh this is one event that everyone has been talking about our page has been like just non-stop till woodley till woodley till woodley together they are it's woodley but um i think we should start on them there's our, this card is like uh, star studded there's loads of names on it uh we're just going to give you a, a quick look over the main card and then we're going to look over the other fights around the undercard but uh this is going to be a huge night in texas you know that So here we go. Okay, in the welterweight division, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan is taking on Nico Price. Ross, what are you expecting from these two lads? Because these two lads love knocking people out.
0: Yeah, Abdul Razak Al-Hassan has nine fights, nine knockout victories. Uh, He likes to get it done. He likes to get it done early. He knocked out Saif Hamasi uh, in the first round twice in a row. So he's looking to continue on that streak. Uh Nico Price Looked so impressive As of late I'm going to go Nico Price And I'm going to go Knockout Yeah Yeah I think Nico Price is one of the He's one of these guys Who's very under the radar And people are going to Start talking about him A lot And very soon
1: Nico Price with the With the Man bun Yeah he knocked out Randy Brown there Yeah No Recently. I'll go on, I'll go on Nico Price as well Because uh, That's just what I'm gonna pick. Uh then in the women's strawway division, Jessica Andrade is taking on Carolina Kokwuk Um if you are not hundred percent sure on this, the women's strawway division is uh, it's probably as, as exciting as it's ever been. up uh, for grabs that yeah. don't tenniship. Yeah, and I think like the winner of this should probably get the toilet shot next year,
0: yeah. I'd a hundred percent agree. Carolina uh, has a previous win over Rose. Uh Jessica Andrade. She lost Ioana and J-Jack, but she recently beat Claudio Vidalia. Okay. Yeah, the best um, Very, very, very impressive. So I'm gonna go with Jessica Andrade. She looks massive in, in this division,
1: and people look scared of her. Jessica Andrade is definitely like a bull. She's yeah. Like the shape of a bull, like a mini bull. But uh, I think Carolina is like too big for her. So I'm just gonna go for Carolina. say so she's gonna keep the distance. Like Carlina, she got dominated by um Joanna Yan but uh, I'd love to see Carlina take on Rose again. It's so funny how it's like a almost like a square or a triangle. One person beats one person and then they'd lose to the next. Yeah. It's just a a circle almost. Joanna would only
0: love Carlina beat, uh, beat Rose. Oh, you know? yeah, like she'd yeah. get a crack at Carlina.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 would just be passed around. Yeah. Uh then in the men's featherweight Division, it was originally meant to be Sabit uh Magomed the ship here of so Zabit like yeah so Zabit was meant to be taken on uh Yair Rodriguez and there was so much back and forth about this having to go down uh Yair actually got injured fortunately for him but uh fair (laughs) fair play to Brandon Davis jumping in on short notice and speaking of short Brandon Davis is only five foot six and a half and Zabit is over six foot so I think he's actually six foot one so uh I think this could be a huge night for Zabit what about you Ross sorry I have to
0: agree Zabit is definitely coming in here massive favour he'll be the heaviest favour for the entire night yeah. and I think Davis gets a win if Zabit doesn't finish him in the first round I think if Davis lasts past the first round that's a moral victory for him Yeah, Zabit's also huge for the division as well 6 foot 1 yeah and he's got a lot of hype around him yeah. he's probably the most highly talented featherweight prospect in the UFC yeah. I'd say that's what of came out of nowhere didn't it Yeah. Yeah, um I think it was just more so his fighting style is a bit
1: sort of wild. And people like wild. People do like wild. Yeah. Uh, then, moving into the first title fight of the night in the women's flyweight division. Nico Montano is taking on Valentina the Bullish Shevchenko. Uh, we all know, or if you don't know, now you'll know. Uh, Nico Montano won the women's flyweight title by winning the ultimate fighter, and then she won the title from that. And she's taking on Valentina Shevchenko, who's previously fought in the women's bantamweight, for the women's bantamweight title, losing to Amanda Nunes, but... Uh, in two very well close yeah, fights Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was watching the UFC countdown today, and, like, I was looking at Valentina Shevchenko training, and I was like, oh my god, like, she's actually, like, she's scary, like, she's... She looks you know,
0: so like she trains like assassins or something.
1: Yeah. She trains like in the mountains and like kicks down trees and stuff. This this girl was just born and bred to fight and uh, do you think she's going to make the women's flyweight division easy enough? Yeah. I think
0: I look Valentina Shushenko and think she was the person UFC wanted to put the belt on straight away. Yeah. I think they were like oh we'll give it to Paige Van Zandt. and then saw her and was like oh no we can't have Paige Van Zandt fight her like she'll murder her. So yeah. look, I think <laughs> Valentina Shushenko is like a stone cold killer and she also does that sort of dance at the end of her fight as well, which is pretty
1: funny. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why she does the dancing. Is it like it's a bit like what is she doing? You can't yeah. even take her serious. Like Paige Van Zandt gets a bit slated for doing the dance, but like Chechenko, no one really says anything to her because like they're like, "Oh shit, if I say something, she's gonna kill me." But uh, Valentina is a bit like Joanna and Jace, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Just sort of a lovable serial killer. Yeah, that, that lovable <laughs> serial killer. Like you you're gonna have to be like some absolute beast to go out with her like yeah, yeah oh, I'll stop. Yeah, like imagine, imagine me going out with her, she like kick the head off me. But uh I think we both think Valentina's gonna get that belt and then yeah. uh, Where I do finish? Yeah. Finish I, I, I think, think it so, could yeah. be like I think, I think it could be another one of those uh cyborg versus your own uh Unitskaya yeah. it's just sort of like curls up a bit. But um who do you think Valentina Shoshenko will take on next in the women's flyweight division? That's a really, really good question. Um, Well, That's why I asked the board, you know?
0: I think... Rory Crowley's at home being like, um, in Australia, being like, who's she going to take on next? So let them know, will (laughs) you? I think Soraya Eubanks is fighting. uh, Lauren Murphy soon. And I think the winner of that will probably fight Valentina Faschenko. I think Eubanks is probably in the driver's seat. She was supposed to fight on the ultimate fighter finale, and then she got injured against Montagna. So I think she's
1: almost due a title fight. Yeah, Valentina is going to be the king of this division. I think that um, the queen, the queen. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, but uh, I think she was a tiny bit undersized by Amanda Nunes, and that yeah, was the definitely. the biggest problem because Amanda Nunes' reach is so long. Yeah, but um, everyone's favorite part of the show. So moving on to the, the main events of the evening. evening. Okay, here we go in the men's welterweight division, Tyron Woodley, the champ. Is taking on England's own Darren Hill. Um, well pronounced there, Barry, because most people say Tyrone. Yeah, you know I mean. Tyrone. Ross, this has been one card we've definitely been we've been looking forward to it breaking down. We've been discussing it in the background, and um, being like, "What this could actually be." I think we should bring it back to when. They went face-to-face at the press conference. And Darren Till looked like he was a, a middleweight. He towered over him. He towered over Tyron Woodley. Um, what, let's, let's go for it. What do you think of this fight, man? Come on. Um, this is why everyone's here. So we They want a good time. If you're having a good time already, make sure to give us a like or a shout-out or whatever on Instagram, because we'll love you. My initial thought was
0: Woodley will get the win
1: post-Cowboy fight. I was like...
0: If, Oh, Till's not good enough to beat Woodley. And then okay. Woodley wasn't that overly impressive against Maya. Uh you could argue Till wasn't that overly impressive against Wonderboy. But Till came in in front of his home crowd. He didn't put on the center sensational performance training like that no. but you could tell the moment didn't
1: get to him. That's the thing. It was it was it was very mature as in like yeah. he played out that fight numerous times or so like as if he'd been there before yeah the moment didn't get
0: to him and it was just, like he didn't the fans got a bit restless throughout to fight and yeah. he didn't
1: like succumb to the pressure he didn't make some stupid mistake just to appease the fans that's the thing I would have felt like an immature fighter would have just like pounced or but like yeah. you're're you're, when you were taking on uh, Wonderboy, you're like you're taking on like a master a martial artist like yeah. a, a proper sensei in a way yeah and he's probably the slickest striking yeah. in the entire UFC yeah. Jake Ellenberger will definitely testify towards that
0: yeah R. I P Jake Ellenberger's gloves yeah Um. <laughs> so look Woodley is I think Woodley's biggest asset in his entire fight game is the six inches in between his two ears Tyron Woodley's probably got one of the best fight IQs I've seen in a very long time he knew exactly how to beat Robbie Lawler he went out and beat Robbie Lawler yeah. he alright he didn't actually beat Wonderboy twice but put it this way if I had to be Wonderboy or Woodley after those two fights I'd rather be Woodley you know I mean Woodley was barely touched across the two fights yeah yeah and he knocked him down yeah and he knocked him down on a few occasions yeah and then and like <laughs> had him in a headlock for like
1: 4 out of 5 minutes
0: yeah it was probably the longest kill the team I've ever seen, <laughs> and then yeah, against Maya who would I rather be? I'd rather be Tiger Woody. So it's one of those things where Woody is very very smart. He builds a good training camp. He's a supreme athlete and he looks really good. But I just look at this occasion and go. Woody's gone around with like tops on saying he's the goat. Saying yeah, he's yeah. the greatest of all time. Yeah, and he has a, he has a chain like saying goat. <laughs> like it's, I believe if you have to keep on saying that to yourself, you're doubting yourself. And I wouldn't tr- argue that. Woody's tr- 35, I think Till's 25. Or No, I think Woody's 36 and Till's okay. 25. So I think, okay. there's, I think it's well, there's a 10-year yeah. age gap. Yeah, sorry. yeah, there's there's a big age gap. And Till is the young line and he's coming up. And I think he has the capabilities of putting Tyron Woody away. And Tyron Woody has been finished before. And Till's never lost. So, yeah. you know what I mean? You it's, forget that, yeah. I, I, I just feel like... It feels like Till's moment... To shine. And sometimes you just close your eyes and see who do you think with the belt wrapped around their waist come the end of the
1: night in Texas? And I see Darren Till with the belt at the end of the night. This is also Till's first ever time fighting in America as well. Yeah. That's actually interesting. I didn't I didn't actually ever consider that, but yeah. Yeah. What you see, do you think? This is um this is definitely gonna be one of the fights of the year. Whether it goes to plan who knows? But like it's definitely one of the most anticipated ones as well. Um I've said previously that like Till is like a superstar with or without a belt. I think at some certain stage he's gonna have a belt wrapped around his waist. Um the thing is, like you can get all aboard the Till hype train, but then you look at Woodley and you're like, this guy's beating the best in the world. Um Robbie Lawler, Damien Meyer, Wonderboy. Nate Mark. He's beaten Kelvin oh, so, no. Who's uh? No, we lost to Nate Marquardt. No, no, he's beaten who's Kelvin it, Yeah, no. Who's the guy with the curly hair? Uh, Josh Koscheck. Josh Koscheck. Yeah, I'm like, she's nearly sent him into orbit. But uh, Woody's like totally changed his style of fighting since becoming the champ. He's become way more mature. He knows how much money is riding on each fight, and like how much like every time he wins, his kids are gonna get another couple of years of uh good living. You know, mm. um, because like he's. Pushing on now, and once you lose that chin, you're like, yeah, "He's also sort of setting up for life outside fighting yeah, as well." Yeah, well, that, that's what I want to get into. Ever since he's become the champ, he obviously had a bit of a slight of a slight injury. He, but also the first year he won won the belt, he defended it four times. So, but um, he now he's like fully invested in UFC tonight. He's doing loads of TV work. He has his own show on TMZ. He's been in a lot of movies. He's been a lot of movies. I don't know what movies now,
0: like... Yeah, but he's just a lot of, like, cameo roles. He was in... Yeah. What was the NWA film?
1: What was that? NWA? Trader Compton. He was in that. Oh, was he? Yeah. Well, like, yeah, he's... But, but, but this is my point now. Darren Hill has been away over in Brazil, training. He's been back in Liverpool training. He's been fighting for his, like... For and his, training. Yeah, he's been fighting <laughs> and training, literally, yeah. He's, he's been, like, fully So... Focused on the task at hand that he needs, he wants to earn money for himself, his girlfriend, his ex-partner, and her, and the kid he has with her as well. Yeah, and I feel like he's properly driven by greatness. Yeah, and you can also tell that Darren Hill. Well, like even when he went into square up against Woodley, he wasn't wearing the Gucci mink. He wasn't wearing the coolest brand new shoes. He was just like, I'm here to do business and it doesn't matter what I'm wearing whereas Woodley was walking out with the gold but like I feel like Woodley feels like he has to do that to feel like the champion yeah. but the only reason why I think Till is going to win this is because I'm going to tell you why first I don't think Woodley's going to win it is because he's been spending too much time not doing what Till has been doing Till is like hungry it, Till is the hungry gorilla and Woodley has sort of I think he's sort of taken his eye off the ball and when you're taking your eye off the ball against Darren Till, who was like totally like here to take everything he wants. Darren Till is there to take his prey. He's the new king of this jungle, I think now. Um, I'd love to hear what other people say. Let us definitely know in the, in the comments or DM us. But uh, Till is here now to take over this division. And the way he talks is the way a true champion actually acts. He's like not only very respectful to Woodley. He's like he is. A, he is. He is and has been great. But on the on the greatest in his welterweight division, and when he says it, he means it, it's like when Connor says what he says, you actually believe him. I see other I see other fighters saying like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna win," and you're just like, "You're obviously not." Like, a, like you just gave it away. You're not. But like Till, is like, like he's just the new era of MMA fighting. I think, and like he's like, he has so much respect for Connor, whereas everyone else doesn't. And I feel like if people actually had more respect for Connor, they could almost become champions as well. And I feel like he's the first person who sat down and been like. I'm gonna follow Connor's blueprint and I'm gonna like just go for it. So I think Darren Till is gonna win this. Um if I know we've previously said what we wait which way we think the fights are gonna happen. It's just I think like when Tyron Woodley actually does go for him and shoot, I think the Muay Thai background of like connecting the elbows or even the knees is just gonna to be too too fast, he's too big mm. and that's the way I, I see it happen. I see that happening more than Woodley keeping him on the ground. You know yeah. So, if I had the bet, I think Darren Till's going to win. But uh, I can't wait for it. I, I, I do
0: think Woodley will have a very strong first round, though. I feel he'll be able to get in and take down at some stage. He'll, he'll be able to put Till on his back. But yeah. I do think Till's going to find that quick adjustment in there. And he'll probably catch Woodley as Woodley gets a bit more tired going on in the fight. Yeah. And I'm going to say, like, fourth round knockout by Darren Till. Yeah.
1: Well, like, obviously, a huge talking point of this has been um, Darren Till making weight. Obviously, he missed weight in Liverpool. Um, he's a huge wealth weight. Like, he's massive. Um, and obviously now, he has to make 170 to fight for the belt because he makes 171 yeah. where he could previously make. That's all right. But this time, he has to make 170. Do you think, like, him going to Vegas, uh, training in the, uh, what's it called, P.I.? Perform- yeah, Performance Institute. In the yeah. Performance Institute. Do you think, like, what what way do you think he's going to be, like, making weight for this because, like,
0: I think he, he doesn't see
1: it as a big deal but I think like people are like it is a bit of a big deal man
0: yeah no, I know I think he was quoting saying it's swear I was the only person you'll see to ever miss weight um, yeah. uh, the way I just look at it is he's hired a personal chef he has no excuses Um, he's just going to have to make weight Like he, he wants to get that fat paycheck he wants that gold belt he wants to be considered the greatest ever he needs to make the weight yeah. and that's just it you know what I mean
1: um, look there's no excuses on this occasion. He has to go in there and get it done. Yeah. Well, Woodley said either way he's fighting Darren Till. Yeah. But like, how much of a mess do you think this is going to make the whole situation if Woodley misses? I mean, if Till misses weight, then wins. Like, I mean, it's oh. it's just a mess, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, well, and then the
1: UFC can't book him again to be like fighting welterweight again if he misses the weight. Yeah. And then the, you have Tyron Woodley, the winner and
0: lost last fight, the the disputed <laughs> welterweight champion. Yeah the hundred and, the not the 170 not 172 pound
1: champion yeah yeah this is a this is a huge occasion for till's like career um he definitely he has to make the way first and then worry about the fight second that's his fight his fight is actually the make, scales is the scales yeah make sure to be on our Instagram page on the Friday for we'll the let you know if he makes yeah we're we're gonna be all over that
0: yeah, so uh, also on the card, you have Diego Sanchez. He's going to fight Craig White. Craig White, you might remember him as the latest replacement for UFC Liverpool against Neil Magny. So that should be an interesting one. Also, there's some really good fights in the bantamweight division on the card. You have Jimmy Rivera fighting John Dodson. This is a bit of a grudge match. They've gone back and forth a bit on Twitter. Um, Jimmy Rivera got knocked out really badly by Marlon Moraes in his yeah. last fight. Um, if I had to pick on this one, I'm, I'm going to pick... Jimmy Rivera, same here. Uh, I think Jimmy Rivera gets the job done here. He's um, he is quite tough to put away. I know Marlon Morris did, but he's tough to put away, and he's very hard to actually beat over fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah. Well, in fairness, to John does, and he's fast. But makes twice. Manny yeah. twice yeah. yeah, yeah, but I'll go Rivera as well. There's something
0: about him. And then Cody Statman is fighting Aljamain Sterling. Mm. Um, A lot of people don't know about Cody Statman, and he's a very high prospect that I'm very high on in the bantamweight division. He's beaten Brian Carraway. Brian Carraway has beaten Aljamain Sterling. Uh, Aljamain Sterling looks very good against Brett Johns, but I think Brett Johns has been found out, and he makes people look very good against he has, him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's really good at uh, blocking those jabs with his face. Yep. Uh, Shane
1: shame, shame Wills won't be too happy to hear that. Sorry, Shane. but uh,
0: it is what it is. Yeah. Um. You can send me a DM. And give it out to me. But the way I look as Coach that man. I think he's the real deal, and I think he's gonna get a big win here. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, you have in that women's strawweight division another top, uh, probably top five contender match is Carlos Barza coming fresh. Um. Actually, was well, she lost her last fight to Claudia bit yeah. decision? Fresh off a loss. Fresh off a loss. And she's <laughs> fighting against Taliana Suarez, who had an excellent first round rear naked choke against yeah. Alexa Grasso. So yeah. I'm going to go Taliana Suarez. Same here. She's undefeated. And she looks really, really good. She does, yeah. She does, yeah. But uh, Ross, what do you expect from the card overall? It's Look, coming into this show, I'm going to call this an 8 out of 10 card. And I was a bit, yeah. probably a bit critical of it in the past, thinking like Woodley, Montana, I wasn't overly uh solid Champs, but now that the matchups are there, this is gonna be a barn burner yep. overnight. When you can like, see it on
1: paper, yeah.
0: Yeah, I look at it go Andrade versus uh Carolina, that could be a great fight. Really excited to see Zabika back in there. Uh that welterweight fight kicking off the main card is got knockout written all over it and then just some really high level Bantamweight fights and then you have like Jim Miller and Diego Sanchez on the early prelims.
1: Yeah. It, the only person they're missing is like Cowboy Cerrone on this or something, are not they?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I suppose
0: that's sort of should we talk about Cerrone? Um, or do you want to, do we try that in at the end? No, we try that in the end. We try it in the end. So that's UFC two twenty eight broken down, and it's going to move us perfectly in yeah. to the rest of the pay per views for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah, and let us know as well who you <coughs> think is going to win the fight as well. So <clears throat> myself and Ross were like looking at UFC twenty uh, two, two, eight and we we're like right because originally the UFC were sort of contemplating have Connor and Khabib do a press conference this week but that doesn't seem to be going ahead so uh, we're going to give you a quick update from UFC 229 in Vegas um, what has been said is that supposedly Connor is going to finish out the rest of his camp in Dublin and then go over to Vegas so Ross what do you think is what do you think is actually going to happen for UFC 229 because there's going to have to be a press conference leading up to the fight but where do you think it could happen I feel
0: it's gonna to have to happen in Vegas now. Um UFC I think after UFC two twenty they will go all in on UFC two twenty nine. They'll be promoting like there's no tomorrow. Um if they have to fly a film crew out to Dublin following Colin McGregor around, I'm sure they will.
1: They're gonna to have to get footage one way or another. Yeah, yeah. In fairness like if Connor did know like Marketing for it, they'd, people would still cheer in, aren't they? Like, yeah, yeah. It's just, um, it's not very Conor-esque what's been happening so far. It's not. He's been sort of. It's very quiet. Yeah, he hasn't done any interviews. That's the problem. Like, I want to yeah. see him talk about Khabib. Uh, Khabib's also been quiet as well, but I'm sure people are calling Conor to be like, "What's his story?" Because Khabib's yeah. just like, "I will kill you," and it's like, got that sound bite already." But yeah, but uh, an update in UFC 230 for New York. Uh, there's been talks that. Obviously, while well, Nate Diaz has taken on Dustin Poirier in this event, but there's been talks that they want the headliner to be John Jones, the return of John Jones against Alexander Gustafson. I say this would be for the. Would you say this would be for the light heavyweight title or the interim light heavyweight title? Probably the interim title, if I had
0: to guess. Uh, but I suppose you could just see it as a light heavyweight super fight on top of the card, if you want. Uh, it could be for no title. Uh, it could be for an interim title. I would just be happy To see the two of them fight It doesn't really bother me If it's for a title Or not Because the title sort of irrelevant The winner just wants to fight Daniel Cormier That's what it really is about Isn't it That is That is And also John like, Jones versus
1: Gusson Last time was unbelievable Yeah You don't have to put a ghost On your belt on one of them To make people Be interested in the fight Yeah And this sort of connects Into the next event That will be UC 231 That's going to be on Toronto Canada um, It and looks like it's going
0: to be Headlined By Max Holloway And Brian Ortega Yeah uh, it's great Hopefully that's good news for Max or, uh, Max Holloway He's fit He's back healthy Um, I don't know if he's been Cleared by the doctors yet But that looks like What they're going to do
1: Yeah It's good cool. Max Holloway such a like, He's a great ambassador For the UFC as well Like I mean yeah. He's an absolute legend So hopefully like he's He's perfect You know what I mean Hopefully he's perfect Yeah I must say I'm, I'm really really high on that one Yeah And then uh, UFC 232 Cyborg Chris Cyborg is going to be taking on Amanda Nunes now we think that's going to be the headliner who knows what's going to be added to that but uh, that's the end of year show That that is the end of year show yeah but the problem right. is now right Rosan Nunes is the current UFC strawweight champion yeah so I got the title right yeah yeah you did yeah. well
0: I think we should run through I think we could do this one of two ways either we run through the champions who aren't booked and we see if we can book them on the card or give me a fight that for for
1: two thirty 230, two thirty one and two thirty two that you want to see Adelon, which for, would you rather do it? Okay, so for UC two thirty, I want to see John Johns versus Gus. I I feel like yeah. if you're gonna he- if you're gonna headline Madison Square Garden, it needs to be someone with a huge audience. Yeah, oh, uh, I think that's good. Cool, yeah, yeah, you agree? Uh, then UC two thirty one. Obviously, the talks are in the background that it's going to be uh G- they want GSP to fight. Maybe Anderson Silva But like suppose GSP Doesn't want to come back Unless he's fighting for a title You know what I mean Another title That he's not going to defend Yeah Well I mean he wants to I, I don't really see the draw For him to fight Anderson Silva Knowing that Anderson Silva Isn't that amazing Anymore Yeah but I, th- I think it's a uh, Like as part of his legacy To say he fought Anderson Silva as well No I definitely watch yeah. it I definitely watch it But knowing that Rose mm-hmm. and needs Needs a fight And should be booked in For one of these she could, fight one, she could fight either Tatiana Suarez or the winner
0: of the Carolina Andrade fight as a co-main event to Holloway
1: Ortega, couldn't she? Yeah. I just really want to know what the story is with Cormier and Brock Lesnar. Because, like, I'd love for that to be added to UFC 232, which is, like, the last main, last uh, pay-per-view in Vegas. That that That's just sort of what I'm looking for. Yeah, I'd be but down for that.
0: Because they didn't actually say Nunez Cyborg is the main event. No. Um...
1: So you'd like to see Cormier versus Lesnar as the main event for that one? Well, that'll be, be a great way to end of the year, man. You know what I mean? Because think about the fights we're going to get. We're going to get Till Woodley, mm-hmm. uh, McGregor, Khabib. Yeah. I mean, and then like, the, obviously we had Stipe against DC and I feel like DC is going to come back because obviously if John Jones takes on Guzelson for the title, then DC will be like, right, I'll take on Brock Lesnar then. and that would just be like that would just be a great way to end the year. Okay, so I'm gonna add other fights onto those cards.
0: Go on. UFC 230. Sage Northcutt versus Logan Paul. <laughs> Sage or Logan Paul called Sage Northcutt, Sage North but today. And uh that sold me on the fight. I wanna see it. Uh, Battle of the Blondies. What? Are you a UFC 230? Well, like I don't know if we're adding in fights, why not? Uh, UFC 231 With well, that headline Ahead of uh, Nate Diaz Maybe <laughs> Those nah. pay-per-view boys bro The pay-per-view boys bro yeah? Uh, UFC 231 Look I I can't really go much past What you said Barry I like GSP Versus Adam Silva Or I like Rosenam Yunus In there One to two But if neither of those two Are going to fight Why not have Jose Aldo Get in there And fight Someone at lightweight why not? If Eddie Alvarez resigns a contract I'd happily see that. Yeah okay yeah. That's. Okay. I, I know it's a bit random but it's out there. And then UFC 232 Stipe Miocic versus Cain Velasquez.
1: That would be great. you like that one don't you? I'd like if that was uh, headlined UFC 230. That could work as well. Yeah. Stipe Miocic versus Cain Velasquez on any of those cards is a whopper fight isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. now whether uh, uh, hopefully Dana White gets his ass in gear and just like sort of sorts out these events so we yeah. know what we're looking forward to you know what I mean because we like letting you know no better way for Steve Ameo to try and claim back redemption uh,
0: against Daniel Cormay than beating one of his teammates and also Cain Velasquez like he, he some people consider him the greatest heavyweight of all time what a way to do it than be the heavyweight champion who has more title events than anyone of all time
1: yeah Obviously, bar the Logan Paul versus Sage Norco fight that everyone wants to see. Yeah. Let us know who you guys want to see as well. But um, I think we should also move into sort of the news of the UFC as well. Uh, the Ultimate Fighter started back last week. Uh, Robert Whittaker's team is taking on Kelvin uh, Gaston's team. Uh, what you make the first episode? Um, it's actually almost disappointing how much Kelvin Gaston and Robert Whittaker are best friends. They, uh, I said I joke to Ross earlier. I go... Yeah. <laughs> What they say? How many, how many times are they go go out for dinner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're both like they're both like arm and arm. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? as if they're like conjoined twins? They're
0: like, oh, do you want to do the grappling or do you want to do the striking with them before we pick the teams? Yeah. Yada yada yada. I was watching it and then to be honest, I'm, I don't really care. I'm interested in the fighters this year because it's women's featherweight and there is men's heavyweight. Yeah, I've already like eyed up the size of the people in there. Uh, some of the men's heavyweight are massive, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them fight. Yeah. And I look at women's featherweight and go. They're not all just like Women's bantamweight Who just decide to fight Featherweight for this A yeah. lot of them look that Don't they <laughs>
1: No yeah yeah, yeah. No, they're, so, they're, they're
0: tells A thousand yeah. Um. So I was looking at them And the first heavyweight fight Came on There was like Actually like An Instagram clip That I actually saw before I watched the full episode Where <laughs> the, the short ball guy Gets knocked out It looks like he didn't get touched And just falls over But he actually gets caught With a monstrous uppercut yeah, the hell And the- got knocked out yeah, Which, yeah. Whatever the angle was It was terrible for that But Look that heavyweight fella is like six foot eight and 250 pounds. He looks very, very good. Yeah. And I feel j- like whoever comes out of the show could probably be a top 15 heavyweight
1: straight away. Yeah. Um, the Top of the division isn't that great. Well, that's what, that's what I was thinking. Do you think these heavyweights would be better off doing Dana White's Contender Series or do you think it's a good idea to doing the Ultimate Fighter? Well, one of the heavyweights fought in the Contender Series to get back into the tough house,
0: which I thought was very, very strange. Um, oh, okay. But the way I look at it is... Look, it's probably better to do the Ultimate Fighter as a heavyweight. I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, you know, yeah, as a heavyweight,
1: yeah, because you know what, they they none of them look polished. Yeah, and I feel like being under the tutelage of like Kelvin Gastelum or Robert Whitaker that would really help them as well. Um, also bearing in mind, Robert Whitaker and Kelvin Gastelum both won their seasons of the Ultimate Fighter as well. Yeah, so they know how to
0: get it done. And plus, I feel like a lot of the heavyweight fights are going to get done in the first round. If that makes sense. Yeah. So therefore, I'm excited to see it. People love seeing the heavyweights, and. If there's an injury, you might get see some, someone do a bit of a redemption and get back in there. Because yeah. I almost think with the heavyweights on the contender series, some fella gets knocked out and you're like, right, well,
1: we don't ever see you again. Yeah, here, I'm going to throw curveball in here. Just because it's been making UFC headlines, people like Darren Till have told um, Logan Paul to piss off, so says Norcutt, uh, all these people have like told Logan Paul to go away, right? But would you say if they were actually going to put Logan Paul in the UFC, would you not think they probably should put him on the contender series? So a Maybe, but like,
0: does he garner too much money to put him on the connection? Oh, no, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but that's
1: is that the, that's the problem then, I isn't it? it is, so yeah.
0: it's like a CM Punk situation. Isn't yeah, it? Why not have him fight CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs>
1: know, well, although CM Punk lose that one again, like you know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, CM Punk's just gonna lose to like all the YouTubers. Yeah, N- next up KSI. Uh, in, there's also news from over the weekend Cage Warriors was on in Liverpool's Echo Arena and Paddy Pimlet actually headlined it against uh, Back uh, Back actually Back I think the name is what? yeah pa- uh,
0: Back actually uh, won by
1: decision yeah Back won by decision he says he's now going on a holiday for two weeks and he says he's only answering the phone to Dana White uh, Ross what's going to make of that loss from Paddy Pimlet and uh, where does he sort of go from here as well look Paddy Pimlet he lost the fight himself in the first
0: round. He had a rear naked choke sunk in for about four minutes. Couldn't yeah. get the finish on it. Wore out his arms. Was knackered for the rest of the fight. Sarmback sort of won the fight. Fairly handling, like, but without ever sort of putting too much of a beat down on him. bar the last minute of the fifth round. And if I'm being brutally honest, I would say... Pembroke doesn't really have it, have it in him.
1: No, say, he probably needs to move down a weight again, yeah. doesn't he? He was, he was former featherweight champion, wasn't he? Yeah. And now it's just sort of like... He, he doesn't want to be the gatekeeper for these cage warrior lads to go on to the UFC or Bellator, doesn't he not? No. Uh, on a personal note, I think he needs
0: to probably take maybe six months off, hit the gym a bit harder, work on his cardio a bit harder, polish up that last uh, bit of his game. I almost feel like he, he had too many yes-men in his career too early. Um, I wouldn't argue with that He seems to be The the cat's pyjamas Over in Liverpool But You know You bring him outside Liverpool And He struggled against Juicy J Is that your man's name? Yeah And he was Like a random off Fueled from fire Yeah 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 You know what I mean So he wasn't even One of the upper echelon guys No um, and, the, and Most people actually thought That Paddy Pimlet Lost that fight as well Yeah Exactly So he, he hasn't been that successful As of late Um, He needs to work on striking as well he doesn't look that great. Because I don't think back is that great either. No, he doesn't. Right. So, yeah. I don't really know where Paddy Pimmett goes here. He's probably going to fight another fight in Cage Warriors.
1: But uh, yeah, he yeah. needs to get his act together. Uh, well, in fairness, fair play to the back. That's a big ninth win against but uh, yeah. Especially in the Cage Warriors uh, scene. Um, who, do you think back's going to get that call off Dana White? Or do you think he'll get like, a contender series maybe? Or else possibly even Bellator? Um, maybe Bellator, or maybe if UFC comes to
0: Europe again, maybe not so much the Russia car card. He might fit on on short notice.
1: Yeah, not a bad show. Uh, also, PFL MMA was on over the, on Friday as well. Uh, it's actually they're actually running a quite interesting. Uh, what would you call it? Quite interesting tournament. Tr- yeah, quite interesting tournament. There, it's like uh, a million dollar tournament. In fairness, you have some good
0: names there. Like Jake Shields is fighting over there in the PFL. Um, he looks very very good. He said he was considering returning if he doesn't win the whole tournament. Um I'm trying to think who else you have over there.
1: Yeah. Well, like, some of the hosts they have there is, like, Boss Routon and uh, yeah. Carolyn Pierce. Like, they're investing money into the into the production of this. It's actually uh, pretty cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. so you, they're basically fellas from World Series of Fighting. Whoever on World Series of Fighting now owns uh, the PFL. Um, it's very interesting the way they do it. You get X amount of points in the system and then you qualify for the playoffs. So, it's almost like... I suppose it is Professional Fighting League. That's what it stands for. So it's a league and then a playoff system. And then someone's got to get a million dollars for winning their league at the end of it.
1: That's cool. That actually is a good idea. Do you think uh, the UFC will take it like that? Because like as we know, Bellator are sort of doing their own thing by get, doing the Heavyweight Grand Prix and now the Welterweight Grand Prix. And then obviously PFL MMA are doing like a tournament style yeah. as well. Well, competition. Whereas like, the UFC are just constantly just churning out fights. Do you think the UFC will ever try and take this? model and run with it some sort of way i think ufc should do some sort of tournament where
0: you take maybe you do a tournament on each prelims okay and on the prelims you take four band or you take eight band of do four band fights in a row you move on to semi-finals maybe two cards later and then you have finals and then the winner of the tournament you take people from outside the 15 and then the winner fights someone in the top five and if they win that they get a title shot. You know what I mean? Because people like a story. You know what I mean? You know, people want to be able to follow a story and that's why people like the tournament brackets because they can see who's going to fight who next and people like to make their predictions.
1: Joe, do I be put off by doing that because the way they run the Ultimate Fighter it is a story. Yeah. It is a competition. It is a tournament. Story. Yeah. I suppose the two. Do, tam- you- do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never thought about it
0: like that but now yeah. that you say it yeah. yeah actually now that you say it I never actually thought I was like oh UFC don't do tournaments but
1: UFC probably do more tournaments than anyone yeah that's actually crazy now that you say that yeah, yeah it is that way yeah. isn't it so they're probably like oh no one is really watching in, watching the ultimate fighter anymore so maybe it wouldn't work for us as well but I think it'd be a cool idea but in fairness, more people probably watch the ultimate fighter than the PFL you know what I mean yeah don't actually be a great idea That's not you Daniel Cormier said like he wants to fight I know he says he wants to fight like heavyweight again and then fight Brock Lesnar which is not going to happen He's yeah. just going to fight Brock Lesnar And he's going to retire after that He says Yeah he's holding on to that belt That's what he's yeah, saying He's, he's, he's going to fight like heavyweight But yeah, he never is He's clogging up the belts, But um, after that's done And he's like right grand Maybe they should do a heavyweight Grand Prix then That will be a perfect yeah. time to open one up Because yeah. Like say if like That would just, Or even if Till doesn't make weight And then beats Woodley He obviously should move up to uh, middleweight And then if they should do an open competition For the winner of that Cause like you don't want to, you know, if if you're a woodly in woodley shoes you don't want to like lose the Till and until not even have made weight and then just be like handed back the belt by default you know, or I I'd, I'd happy see like, why don't you do a grand prix for
0: light heavyweight and heavyweight division, that would be unreal. Bellator style. Yeah, like do a, light heavyweight competition. Light heavyweight you can have yeah. Glover, Gustafsson, no, uh, Volkan, no time Latifi, OSP, Corey Anderson. Get all those people in there. Get eight like, heavyweights, eight heavyweights. Get them in a tournament. And then you can have like an alternative in there as well. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: George, that would actually be so good for the MMA community because yeah. people would be able to like follow fights way easier. Yeah. And then therefore, when we actually do the shows, people understand more. So they'll know there's a story to follow. Being like, right, quarterfinals, semifinals, final. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember they fought at the beginning. All that sort of stuff. It'd be easier to explain for people who are just new into the game. So... Daniel Cormier, let's just, let's just play, you
0: know, a little matchmaker here or a little sort of who 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 holds the UFC light heavyweight belt and who holds the UFC heavyweight belt if Daniel Cormier retires tomorrow.
1: Daniel Cormier retires tomorrow. Who's going to hold the light heavyweight belt? It depends. Well, I think Gustafson has it, unless like you see, they can't just be like John Jones. You're there crashing into women and like doing all these drugs. Here's another belt. I mean, you can't do that. So yeah. whereas Gustafson's like. Has a massive audience from oh. from especially in Sweden, but um, massive European market as well. And he's like a very very nice guy, although he's talking more shit these days. But I think I'd like to give us Gustafsson. I feel like he's the only person in their sort of realm of Cormier, yeah, and John Jones, and then in the heavyweight division. I don't know who. Like I'd like to see Kane obviously fight against The Undertaker and then uh, <laughs> I don't know I'd like to see Cain Velasquez if whoever beats Cain Velasquez is the king of the the heavyweight division I'd like to see I'd like to see that yeah
0: for I'd me I feel
1: like he might fight John Jones someday remember that
0: yeah Oh, actually I, I think that sounds very very good mm. uh, for me current light heavyweight champion I'm just going to throw a curveball I think Gustafsson's clearly the best light heavyweight not named Daniel Cormier but I'm going to say Anthony Smith I think he looks really really good Um he looks great at light heavyweight and if anyone could ever finish in there it'd be him and then a heavyweight hold, hold on. on for a second who's Smith fighting next? Volcan. Volcan, yeah okay go on well he, he was meant to I'm not too sure if it's happening now uh, and I'm going to throw a curveball at heavyweight the return of Anthony Rumble Johnson I would love to see him back at heavyweight against who? You can fight anyone you would knock anyone out I'd love to see him versus Stipe yeah, yeah although I feel like Stipe would just do the Ngani on him and just take him down like hold him on the ground <laughs> they should almost have it in like the contract
1: that they're like, they're like we're not taking it there's, there's no yeah. jiu-jitsu in this like.
0: although like, I feel like Derek Lewis is a bad
1: match for everyone
0: yeah what about Corey, Corey Razorblades actually that is that's who I think is your next UFC heavyweight champion great show Basmo I think what would you do brilliant. without me man you'd be doing a podcast
1: know, yeah. with, with Pete yeah. Ross and Pete it
0: would uh, be like would uh, be you doing yeah. that like <laughs> Yeah. Volkov looks good as well, but I actually think Blades is probably able to beat everyone. Yeah. He's, he's like his wrestling's too good and then like he's also like decent on the feet as well. He can do he can sort of he has all the tools to be a heavyweight champion. And he's taking on Angani next as well. Yeah. In a ring match. Yeah. His only loss in his career. Yeah. You know at on one stage when Angani was like the most terrifying man in the UFC, Curtis Blades is like, Yeah, but he didn't knock
1: me out till the second round.
0: That's bad, isn't it? <laughs> Much bragging about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're going to brag about something, you may as well say that. That'd be funny. Yeah. Um,
0: also, Donald Cowboy was on the Joe Rogan podcast this week. Yeah. And he was giving out saying that uh, Mike Winklejohn, out of Jackson Winklejohn, told him that he wasn't allowed to train after he asked Mike Perry not be allowed to train in the gym. Uh, so they basically picked Mike Perry over Cowboy. What's your take on that?
1: It's, uh, where's the loyalty gone? Um, John Cowboy Cerrone is one foot away from having the most wins in UFC history. and But the thing is, on the other hand, uh, it's... Who did you not get along with? Jackson? Yeah. yeah, uh, No, he does get along with Jackson. He doesn't get along with Winkle John. Well, Winkle John's saying that Cowboy never pays him. Whereas... Mm-hmm. And he also says he, wants, he needs to make money. So... Money talks and... That's what most... Money it, talks and Cowboy
0: walks. Yeah! Yeah, first Cowboy's saying he always paid Greg Jackson he was in the corner, he didn't like Michael Wink and John anyway. Uh look, obviously these two guys don't like each other. Adds a bit of extra beef into the fight. Will be quite interesting. Um yeah. look. Cowboy's gonna train out of his ranch. It is what it is. Jackson Michael yeah. John isn't the gym he used to be, in my opinion. Yeah.
1: I, t- I think they are also Cowboy owned up opening up his own ranch for yeah. uh, for fighters and stuff, I think they see that as a bit of like maybe a stab in the back, maybe. Yeah, maybe a bit of competition there. Exactly. Or like yeah. he's taking money out of the
0: gym and people are living on the ranch for free, I think. 'Cause I like I don't know how much cable he's charging him or if he's charging them. Yeah. Um but the he's, way I see yeah. it is It's competition. It's gonna be very interesting and adds a new layer to the fight. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So who do you think is gonna win that fight just from here? Obviously we'll break it down when we we'll get closer to it, but just in
1: general. Well what was said was that uh cowboy got perry down the ground and perry couldn't get up and then he, perry actually said yeah. that he was lighting cowboy up on the feet so uh who who really knows yeah that's actually like, very strange that perry came out and said that well but, per- uh, perry's another like cool dude i think like
0: yeah he, well start the sparring darn till one
1: mma glove and one boxing glove yeah i mean that, that's just i just think that's cool it's yeah. just like it's just the lads having a bit of crack uh, also, did you, if you haven't checked out the picture we put up from Dasbrack with all the fighters out of S.P.G., it was absolutely sensational. Like I was, I was sent to Ross being like, "Here, this just has to go up," and then uh, it went up, and then obviously he's Dasbrack's. Like we we uh, we refer to him as like the Irish Banksy. So uh, if you haven't checked him out, make sure to check him out and give him a follow. Yeah, he's lethal. He is. Yeah, so good. If anyone else does artwork, make sure to send it on to us, and uh, we'll like. Post it, and we'll get people to check out more of your work. Because that's what happens if you shout each other out. You build up more of a community, and that's yeah. just the way the ball rolls, you know. Yeah.
0: So if you like, all we'll shout us out quick. Um, I'm, I must actually ask him where like the origins of the name das Brack came from. Yeah. Um, he was recently but, yeah. in Dublin, but like, it is what it is anyway. It is what it is. So guys, um, I think that sort of sums up the show, Barry, does it? Yeah. I don't think there's much else left to say in the world of mixed with martial arts. But, well, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Do give it a like. Do give it a, a subscribe. Yeah. Um, thumbs up. Share it in your WhatsApp group. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell your parents. Tell your school friends. Tell your work colleagues. Tell someone. And, as always, <laughs> stay energized. <laughs>